You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. What I do. How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome in. It is the Thursday edition of Jay Barker Show here with Lars Anderson's got the day off of Matt Coulter in studio and also Tony Curry, the Tony Curry Radio Network. We've got special guests coming up for you a little bit later on. Mike Leach, Tony had a chance to interview him last night, so we'll hear from that interview and uh, hear what he's got to say. Also, Christian Miller is going to join us. He's joined us every week talking about the Crimson Tide. He does the pregame show with Matt as well as some sideline reporting for the Crimson Tide. He'll be with us at 1230. Terry Henley at 115 will get his take on all things the uh, Auburn Tigers, what's happening there for them. And then also at 130, Andrew Bone will talk about Julian Sayan, the number one player in the uh, state of California, quarterback committed to the Crimson Tide 2024. So a big get for Alabama, Bill O'Brien, Coach Saban, and that offensive staff. So a lot to get into, a big show ahead of us. We're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. Downtown Birmingham, right there by Protective Stadium. Great place to go before or after any events, whether it's UAB games, tailgating before and after, whether it's big concert events, and uh, just going down to have fun with your family, friends, and coworkers. Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by, see Tony Russell and all the great folks in Oxford, Anderson, Alabama as Sunny King Ford. Guys, good afternoon. Another beautiful day in Birmingham, Alabama. Hope everybody's doing well. 
We're doing fantastic. Maybe uh, stop by Top Golf uh, before you check out the UAB Blazers taking on uh, the University of Texas San Antonio, uh, the Roadrunners tomorrow at two thirty. Is you it May? It is not May. It is November third, my friend. Unbelievable. High today's eighty. I know it. That's great. We'll take it as long as we want. It's going to change. Going to get some rain go. coming to tomorrow. Uh, Mike Leach uh, last night. We'll have that interview coming up here around twelve sixteen uh, this afternoon. I'm surprised that happened, but I'm not surprised when surprising things happen in college football. Is that just great? Isn't it great? He's one? an absolute treasure. That's what he said uh, when he found out about uh, John uh, Cohen. One more tease. Leaving. One uh, more tease from it. What do you say about Auburn? Or you want to hold on to that? Uh, I asked him point blank. I said, you know, whenever you were out there, Washington State, and we had a we had a great conversation. We talked a couple minutes before our, our interview, and then we talked for about thirty minutes afterwards, and. Um, when he was out in Washington State, his name came up for a lot of gigs in the SEC and then around the country. And uh, I said, do you, you understand that, that the fact that your athletic director is now at Auburn? And by the way, John, of course, the Mississippi State baseball coach for a period of time also is from Tuscaloosa. I uh, said, you'll understand that your name is being associated with this Auburn gig. And uh, he answered me quite directly about the Auburn situation. Okay. You'll, you'll hear it coming up in just a few minutes. So wonderful. Had a great conversation, too, this morning with Mark Ingram, uh, the UAB athletic director. We have a podcast called The Director's Chair that you can pull up on Tony Curry Radio Podcast. And I asked him about the John Cohen situation as well. And I had an interesting uh, email at info at TonyCurryRadio.net, the Jay Barker Radio uh, Network. Uh, what exactly is an AD do? What, 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 how powerful is an athletic director? Um, and he answered a, a, a question as well. Because UAB is also looking for a football coach, you could certainly say this is probably one of the most transitional years in UAB football Maybe they history. Hire Brian Harson. They're they're four and four right now. They are undefeated at home, four and zero. Oh. Uh, I'm betting my bottom dollar that Brian Vincent's not going to be the head coach. And I said, "What's your timeline?" He said, "We will have a new coach by December 1st. Whoa! Yeah. So uh, the UAB Blazers, because they want to get under that recruiting class too. Uh, we know December is a big recruiting time. So the UAB Blazers are uh, giving us a little uh, tidbit, a little nugget this morning, uh, and you can also podcast that through the Tony Curry podcast. Jay, you got some connections down at UAB. Do you hear anything about uh, who might be the next guy, Green and Gold? No, I have not. And and I tell you, I, I'd love to see Brian uh, Vincent. I know the record has not been what they they like. I know the players have um, you know understand that you know look, Bill Clark put him in a very tough spot uh, in the summertime when he um, decided to step down and. They had to make Brian Brian Vincent the uh, the head coach, and you know from there, uh, disruption uh, from a, a team standpoint, the players, the mentality, the psychology heading into a season, and uh, you know he took it over. The players loved him. Um, you know there were some things that did not go right this year, some injuries that happened, but he, he's an excellent football coach from high school uh, all the way through. He's just like Bill Clark, kind of the same type of story. Very respected amongst the coaches, uh, not only in the state but around the southeast as far as recruiting. Uh, understands the high school level, uh, how to recruit into there to get the high school kids. Uh, and he loves Birmingham and, and loves UAB and also was able to keep the staff in place pretty much. I mean, there might be a couple of changes that might need to be made there, but I, I don't know. I, I just I understand Mark wants to go out and probably hire, you know, the, the splash or whatever. The problem with the splash, the splash lasts for about two seasons, three seasons, then they're off to the next gig. I don't think I think Brian Vincent, like a Bill Clark, is a guy that really appreciates where he's at and wanted to uh, make this something long term for him and his family. But uh, who knows? Maybe 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 Mark goes in that direction. Uh, but we'll we'll see. And and what kind of splash will that be? And again, the commitment level, Tony and, and Matt, to the UAB program for years to come, not just for a couple years as a stepping stone. 
Yeah, and I'm not saying that Brian Vincent's not going to get that job. Obviously, you like to see him 6-2. and two. Uh, There are four losses, uh, all within seven points. So they've been close, and of course, they had mm-hmm. lost to Rice, was a killer for them. It did not have a good look to that. I'm not saying he's, he's not going to do that. But we also have to remember, this is the last year that UAB's in Conference USA. Next year, they're taking on the two lanes. Of course, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston will be bolting to the Big 12. Uh, but they're taking on the likes of Memphis. Uh, they're taking on Navy, SMU. So uh, this is going to be just a huge turning point for the UAB Blazers, not only their athletic department, but certainly for their football program. And, and, and I think UAB football fans, they feel like they've got everything in place right now. They've got a brand-new stadium. They're going into a brand-new league that obviously poached three teams to go to the Big 12, so it's the next step up from Conference USA. It is going to open up all kinds of fertile grounds, everything from Philadelphia to Memphis to Dallas, Texas to Austin, all those areas being associated with the AAC. And I just I, – I, I, I feel like they want to have somewhat of a clean slate. Again, I may be totally wrong. Maybe Brian Vincent is that guy. And I love Brian. We had him on the show. And we're, we're rooting for him. Obviously, I'd like to see a better record. Um, and by the way, congratulations to Dwayne McBride, who uh, was just uh, chosen as one of the semifinalists, 20 semifinalists for the Maxwell Award. To see his name around the Bryce Youngs and the C.J. Strouds as the best college football player in the world. I mean, it's just a real, and he's the only group of five guy to make it. The only group of five cat to make it. So congratulations to him. He's worth uh, the price of admission tomorrow for sure. He's, uh, he is a fantastic football player. He really know. is. I, I see him as an eight, Derrick, nine, eight or nine year Derrick guy. Henry. He's yeah. a he's a big mm-hmm. guy. He and he gets strong. All comparison. Who who by the way was the uh, AFC offensive player mm-hmm. of the week and. Uh, he's bordering on becoming one of the most elite running backs in the history of the National Football League, and that list is rather short in my book. Yeah, Dwayne's uh, averaging 6.99 yards per carry, and uh, he is about 45 yards away with about 30 less carries as the top running back in all of college football. It's it's worth a look-see just to go down there on Saturday at 2.30 and check him out. Pretty good stuff. Guys, a couple of things uh, that have happened in the last uh, 24 hours. One thing. Um, Houston no-hit the Philadelphia Phillies, and nobody cares, nobody observed, and I'll tell you why later in the show. Mm -hmm. And then also, sad to read, I I grew up watching this guy, you know, with the Raiders, uh, geez, with with Stabler, uh, with um, (laughs) Marcus Allen. (laughs) Ray Ray Guy passed away at the age of 72. He was a first-round draft pick. How about that? As a punter Mm -hmm. out of Southern Miss, for goodness sake. The only kicker in in the Hall of Fame, correct? He's the only punter, yeah. yeah. I don't know about yep. kickers, but Kicker punter, uh, yeah. I, I just it made me think it was mentioned in this article that he was a, at that time he was the only punter to be selected in the first round. Has any other punter since seventy one, seventy two winning been selected? That that tells you that you're pretty much stacked. You you can look at you can you can look in special teams. Uh, you know in your what? First round. It was the Raiders, so and they were stacked. <laughs> they were good, stacked up. Good point, Tony Curry. Yeah. So uh well that's sad. And then seventy two too early. Hey, Tony, let me ask you this. When you were talking to uh, Mark Ingram this morning, uh, any names that were thrown out there? I mean, one that I've heard is Holman, uh, Holman Wiggins, the uh, wide receiver coach Alabama. Um, is I know that name's been kind of floating amongst some of the UAB people, but uh, kind of you, you, any anybody that he named? He did not, uh, he wouldn't, uh, but he did say it was a short list of four or five guys. So and, and and that's that's another reason why I think Brian Vincent's probably not going to be that guy because I don't know why you go out looking for four or five guys on a short list if Brian Vincent's going to be the guy. The whole interim kind of thing, the lame duck thing for him. I'm not whether it was fair or not. I I, I can't make that 
decipherization, but um, it just seems strange to me that if they really believed in Brian, and they should, he's been there for five or six years, and, and certainly, but I also think that UAB, uh, their pants are growing. I think the elastic has popped, and I think they feel like they could probably go out there and get a guy that perhaps, like you say, could make it just a little bit of a splash. And as we said two weeks ago, Bill Clark's name's still out there. He's going to coach again. Now, will it be at UAB? We don't know. Maybe they finally get Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> Brian Harson maybe be a so. good hire. We take him, by the way. <laughs> right. All right. We got uh, coming up. Uh, Tony, introduce it for us real quick as we get a break. Yeah, Mike Leach is going to join us coming up here next. We've been chasing him down. I actually called him out before we had. I said, you know, you've been blowing me off now for about two weeks, and he's like, you know, I've had a pretty full plate here, yeah, and, and, really he, and he had the flu when I talked to him last night. So he will cough his way up and maybe cough up some answers about this Auburn gig coming over next on the Jay Barker Radio Network. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Black Friday deals. deals. The gifts are unreal. Shop thousands of Black Friday deals at JCPenney. Through Sunday, get gifts like our St. John's Bay Women's Puffer Jack. With the low at 58. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 80. For Saturday, cloudy with a good chance of showers during the day, the high 77. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Sushi, one of our great sponsors, and it's an amplified dining experience. The rock and roll you love, the food you love, you'll find it at Rock and Roll Sushi, all the locations throughout the Birmingham and Tuscaloosa areas and uh, all throughout our state. It's all over the country and southeast now. Amazing how fast Rock and Roll Sushi has grown. The Hibachi Grill, too. All the great sushi you'll love, all you get at Rock and Roll Sushi. And uh, we got a little rock and roll music coming out for you there as well. All right, Tony, take it over. Mike Leach had a chance to spend some time with him last night. We're going to play that interview. Yeah, we've been reaching out to him for the last couple of weeks. Obviously, we wanted to get him on Alabama-Mississippi State Week. Uh, the loss of Sam Westmoreland, of course, a offensive lineman, uh, really kind of put a, a crank in some things, and we certainly understand that. And I've uh, been kind of running him down. And I said on the show, it's kind of weird, this Auburn gig, uh, while we have not had him on, John Cohen, of course, the athletic director of Mississippi State, comes to Auburn. And his name's been associated with that, and I asked him about it. And uh, he was not feeling well last night, so I was very appreciative of the fact that he actually called me about 8 o'clock last night. But Mike Leach, the head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, 13.5-point favorite against the Auburn Tigers. Uh, this Saturday, he joined us right here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. Hello. Coach, what's going on, man? How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good. I'm <laughs> sounds coughing like, like crazy, so I don't know. <laughs> so, sounds like you're, coughing. Sounds like you're ca- coughing up a lung, brother. You okay? <laughs> No, it's pretty bad. Yeah, that, that's I got a dry cough. Probably got flu. You, you, it's it's going around <laughs> these parts, you know. Uh, make sure you're healthy. Yeah. You got a big ball game this weekend. Hey, listen, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I've been chasing you down, man. I know you've had a lot going on. First of all, I haven't spoken to you since the loss, of course, of Sam Westmoreland. My thoughts and condolences go out to you and your football program. I'm uh, so sorry you had to go through that, and uh, I just can't imagine how difficult that must have been. So uh, thoughts and thoughts and prayers go out to you. But thank you so much for the time uh, this afternoon. Uh, the big ball game this weekend against the Auburn Tigers here. You're 5-3 and three in the season. You're averaging 39 points a ball game, at least 39. 
29 points uh, in your five wins against an Auburn squad that obviously does not have a head coach. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But you've had quite the week. Uh, your athletic director, John Cohen, has left to come to the Auburn Tigers, and I loved your quote. You said, I'm surprised this happened, but I'm not surprised something surprising happened. Uh, how did you find out about it? Obviously, he's the guy that brought you into Mississippi State. Was it something that you were uh, precursed to, or, or was it a surprise to you as well? Uh, it was a surprise. He <clears throat> reached out to me a couple days before, um, you know, it became a done deal. But, uh, uh, you know, I wish him the best. You know, sometimes you just <clears throat> want to see the other side of the mountain. And uh, John, of course, is, uh, <clears throat> well, he's, he, he's from the state of Alabama anyway, although, uh, you know, he grew up around the University of Alabama. So, uh, he's covering another base here, but, uh, I, I wish him the best. Hope it goes, uh, hope it goes, uh, well for him. Hope he enjoys his, you know, what's going on there. I'll miss him here. I got along good with John. I thought, you know, John's a fun, insightful guy and, and, uh, I'll miss him here, but, you know, uh, <clears throat> for however long you have in this business, you want to folks enjoy it <clears throat> and get the most out of it. And then, uh, uh, yeah, but every week something happens. You know, I mean, the, the surprising thing would be if, if some, <coughs> the surprising thing would be if something different, uh, didn't happen. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you know, it's interesting too because, uh, and I know that you were friends with him and, and obviously you loved working under him. So, uh, the fact that he's coming to Auburn, what what can Auburn uh, and their fan base expect from an athletic director like like John Cohen? Give us a little behind the curtains feel on him. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of curious. I don't I don't know the business model at uh, Auburn for sure. If it's um, <clears throat> the same as it's always been, or if it's going to change, uh, um, and I don't know the details, and maybe it's. Uh, such a great way. Everybody will do it that way, but it always seems like a lot of people are involved yeah. in things at Auburn. So, well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. There, there a lot of people down here would say there's too many people involved in what happens at Auburn, and that's why they're in the predicament. Well, there's right more now. than, I mean, my humble opinion on nearly anything, if there's more than one person involved, <laughs> you know, there, that's too many. But, um, <laughs> But, you know, other people have different opinions. Yeah, they they certainly do. So uh, we're talking to Mike Leach, head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, who are taking on the Auburn Tigers this weekend uh, at home, and that's a good thing for Mississippi State. They're 4-0 at home. So uh, we've been talking to you now for about four or five years, obviously, when you're out there at Washington State out in Pullman. And whenever there's a job opening, uh, certainly in the SEC, your name would come up. Uh, and that's that's obviously a compliment to you and everything you've done uh, in college football. And obviously with your athletic director coming to the Auburn Tigers and they looking for a head coach because Brian Harse was just fired, your name is coming up a lot uh, with the Auburn Tiger situation. What would you say uh, if people said that? Well, I'm really happy here, you know. I mean, I'm putting the finishing touches on my place here, and, um, you know, I'm really happy here in Starkville. All right, enough said. Um, 
You have had uh, such a great run of quarterbacks. And, I, and for people that don't know their college football and their, their Monday morning quarterbacks, they think that every quarterback you've had, uh, whether it be Tim Couch, Josh Heupel, uh, Graham Harrell, Luke Falk, uh, Gardner Minshew, Cliff Kings, I mean, you, we can go on and on and on. They think it's just because you throw the football 70% of the time that these quarterbacks are going to be putting up huge numbers. And that's that's the furthest thing from, from the truth. Uh, it's your system. It's your recruiting. And obviously, it's the talent of those quarterbacks. Now you got this Will Rogers kid who's thrown 23 touchdowns and only four picks this year and just having an incredible year and of course just broke the SEC record for most completions in about half as long as the number one guy so you've got yourself some unprecedented history going on what is it about your quarterbacks that make them so successful uh, a lot of people think that you can just put any guy in a, a, a Mike Leach uh, air raid type of offense and he's going to be a superstar but that's just not true talk about him and talk about some of his wonderful skill sets well, he's a good leader. He works incredibly hard, uh, like many of the quarterbacks I've had. His father's a f- uh, football coach, so I think some <clears throat> valuable information goes over the dinner table. <laughs> um, a tireless worker, works like crazy, does a great job uh, <clears throat> elevating the skills of the players around him, uh, getting uh, – <clears throat> And by the way, Mike Leach, we think he's got the flu. So do, oh, I got, don't, I got the flu, all right. Don't bite it. Don't bite it during this interview. I'm just trying to it's – like it's like a back trying to dart through the hole before it closes up, you know. Do you need to get a glass of water or something? We can wait. We're okay. I'm, I'm nursing one a little here. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, he's a tireless worker, and the big, most important thing a quarterback does is Elevate the skills and the, uh, what the players around him uh, does. And then, of course, the whole NFL. <laughs> the whole NFL is uh, running some form of air raid concepts. They may not have gotten it from us, yeah. but, um, you know, concepts like that. And, uh, so it's growing for sure. We're talking to Mike Leach. He is the Mississippi State head coach. Obviously, uh, they're five and three so far on this campaign. Uh, they've got Auburn this weekend, then Georgia, ETSU, and Old Miss, uh, a humdinger of a schedule to close out the season. You just had your bye week. Uh, tell us what the Mississippi State Bulldogs football team does during that two week phase there. Do you give some guys some time off? Do you go see some movies? You go some, do some bowling? <laughs> Uh, do you catch the flu? <laughs> what do you do when you have a, when you have a bye week? And and how much more restful does that make your football team? Well, I caught the flu, but the, uh, <laughs> um, now we we they give them some time off on the front end, uh, work on some fundamentals, uh, have two pretty good practices that are a little shorter, and uh, and then heal up, and then get back into it. All right. Um, you have uh, scored at least 39 points in every one of your wins this year. You're 4-0 at home. Uh, and so, obviously, that's a great thing. And now you're going to be hosting the Auburn Tigers, a team that will uh, give up about 31 points per ball game. And, and that's interesting because, obviously, in your losses, you're not going to score as many points. And you did that in Kentucky, Alabama, uh, and LSU. I was at the... Uh, at the Alabama game, and again, I realize it was uh, a short term after the loss of Sam Westmoreland. Uh, it appeared to me in that game 
Uh, you were going for it a lot on fourth down. You were getting fourth downs, and you were running the ball incredibly effectively in that football game until you had a third and one from your own 29. Uh, you tried to pass it, then you tried to pass again on fourth down, and then it just kind of fell apart. I think you were down 14 nothing. What was, what was your mindset going into that football game? Because you were really running it very effectively early against an Alabama Vaughn defense. Well, we kind of needed some breaks, which uh... – I think we could have done a better job manufacturing some of those. Um, I definitely thought, uh, you know, there were some external issues that it's not in my best interest to comment on, but, uh, you know, anybody that saw the game uh, certainly, uh, certainly can. And then, uh, um, but, uh, and then under the, under the best of circumstances, they're a tough team, you know? Yeah. All right, we're talking to Mike Leach, head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Just a couple more questions here. Obviously, the interim head coach for the Auburn Tigers is Carnell Williams. You know about him, obviously. He was a hell of a running back there at Auburn as well. And, and, and what we're hearing is during practice, all he's had his football team is run the football, run the football, run the football, run the football. What do you expect from the Auburn Tigers this weekend? I think they'll run the football. I'm glad, he did. I'm glad he's not allowed to run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'll have somebody with a rule book there. By rule, he's not allowed to run any of these balls. No, he's not. Uh, absolutely, absolutely not. Uh, the schedule, Auburn, Georgia, ETSU, and Old Miss. Uh, and obviously I'm not going to ask you to prognosticate. Uh, are you about where you thought you'd be in the SEC? I remember when you got to Mississippi State and all the naysayers are like, that type of offensive garbage ain't going to work in the SEC. And obviously you've shut them down quite a bit. You're having quite a bit of success. But how do you feel about this football team going into the latter part of it? I think we're still a work in progress. Um, the first two years on a, a number of fronts, I mean, the, everybody just kind of slogged through it, you know. I mean, uh, all the COVID uh, madness and things like that, everybody kind of did what they could. And then, of course, rosters very um, how many seniors you had, they all got another year. So, you know, there were some ups and downs depending on your senior situation. And, uh, who was healthy for this game, that game, or the other game. So that whole period was a tricky time. That's just, that's kind of like a time you just, you know, be glad or, you know, hope it never happens again. Yeah. Hey, Coach, uh, thank you so much for your time. I know you're super busy. I love catching up with you. It's always entertaining to have you on. Uh, best of luck this weekend against the Auburn Tigers, and uh, God bless you and your football team. And we'll catch up in about a week or two, okay? All right, that sounds awesome. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Jay Barker Radio Network. He did say uh, when he was asked about the Auburn job, he said, I'm putting my finishing touches on my time here at Mississippi State. Did anybody catch that? Just, just saying. I just thought that I think was a he very meant his house. <laughs> I thought that was very interesting because if he sounds like he's happy there, why is he putting his finishing touches on his Mississippi State he's tenure still, there? He's I working thought, on the gutters. Then again, you know, 105 fever will do that to you. Uh, you'll say some strange things. So if he was going to peep something out, that would have been the time to do it. All right, Christian Miller coming up here next year on the Jay Barker Radio Network. We'll get after it here at Mac. Coulter, Jay Barker, Tony Curry, Lars Anderson off today right here. I hope you're having a fantastic Thursday.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel's Cottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Well, it started out down a dirty For him, but pretty funny. Some of the uh, comments uh, he had to say in the coughing uh, throughout. I hate that form if he's got the flu and not not feeling well. But uh, he worked his way through it, and I, I feel like when he said putting the finishing touches, you brought that up earlier. Uh, I feel like uh, he was talking about he still has more to do at Mississippi State. He's got to put the finishing touches on it to get it to where he wants it to be. So I, I, I took that as a I'm staying at Mississippi State there from uh, from Coach. Hi, right, Christian Miller's on with us now and uh, joining us. He's been part of the CTS and Crimson Tide Sports Network as well as a former outside linebacker for the Crimson Tide and the NFL and works with Matt Coulter on the pregame show, Ty Tailgate, every Saturday leading up to Alabama's big matchups and none bigger than the one this weekend and Alabama LSU. A lot riding on this game, Christian, when it comes to uh, Alabama's chances of winning the West, getting into the SEC title. But for you, I'm sure, for me, it was Tennessee and Auburn as far as the rivals. LSU was not a big rival. We beat them and uh, a lot. They were not in the national scene at that particular time other than just being LSU. But talk about this rivalry, what it means to you, because, man, you guys had some great games. Oh, yeah, that's right, Jay. Um, you know, it's always a big one with us. And, you know, maybe it is probably because Coach Saban was there previously. But, you know, when I look back at my time being there, you know, we treated this game just like the Auburn and the Tennessee game. You know, we always expected a big physical matchup between them. You know, they always have, you know, a good team, good solid team, and it's always a tough one for us, especially when we have to go on the road and play in Baton Rouge. Speaking of, uh, what are your thoughts on, let's see, Mike the Tiger, uh, the roaring Cajuns that uh, come out at night, and just how loud it is and how difficult that place is to play, Christian. Man, it is wild. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an experience. It's definitely um, – it's, it's a fun time, you know. It's, it's, it's crazy, but, you know, as an athlete, you know, I, I like challenges like that. I mean, I remember, you know, coming in on the bus and we had fans trying to break through barricades to, you know, get on the bus or shake the bus, whatever they had planned, and you know giving us all types of hand signals, as you could probably imagine. But, you know, it's definitely a wild environment. But, um, you know, it's, it's always a fun matchup, and you got to embrace those type of games like that. From the uh, Crimson Tide Sports Network, he is fantastic. What he does, Christian Miller joins us here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. All right, so we've turned this game upside down. A lot of people believe that this game, of course, the winner will have uh, their own markings on, on what's going to happen in the West. The loser's probably, probably pretty much out. Um everyone's waiting for Alabama's best game. 
Uh, and we've seen uh, a heckle and jive thing here where Alabama obviously looks a lot better at home than they do on the road, despite the fact the road uh, games have been much more difficult. What do you think we're going to see at LSU coming up on Saturday night? I mean, if you want to get through your anxiety, get through your leadership issues, maybe drop balls, whatever it is, this ain't the place you want to start. Uh, so what does Alabama got to do different to hold it together, uh, at least get through the first half of this ball game and have a good chance to win? Yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be a tough one. But, um, you know, I think the, the Tennessee game was a good learning lesson for them. Um, that was a really big road game, and I think they've learned a lot in, in terms of, you know, how prepared you have to be and, and, and what preparation must look like in order to go into those big environments and feel confident in the game plan and in yourselves. Um, I think ultimately they just have to understand that, you know, when you go on the road, you have to embrace that challenge. You know, you have to make it fun. You have to look at it as, you know, we're going to somebody else's backyard. We want to make it our own. And we want to, you know, demand that respect. Um, and in space, it's the basic principle of, you know, you want to be the hunter, not the hunted. And I feel like recently, you know, we've, you know, become more of the hunted because we're Alabama. We've had all the success we've had and we just have a target on us. But we have to get back to, you know, being, having that hunter mentality. And, uh, you know, realistically, they just want to go in there and, and play their game and, and, and limit the penalties, limit the self-inflicted um, wounds that we've seen with them on the road. Um, you know, it's going to be a tough, hostile environment. But again, you know, I, I like to say you just have to embrace those challenges and, and, and basically make the other team quit and, and impose your will on those guys if they're in their home in their home state. Visiting with Christian Miller and uh, again, uh, part of Alabama outside linebacker NFL as well as the uh, Tide Tailgate Show with Matt Coulter. Uh, Christian, when you look at Jaden Daniels, uh, just the progression of him as a quarterback and really the job that uh, Coach Brian Kelly has done with him. Uh, this is a guy who's averaging 290 yards of total offense per game. It's right on par with Bryce Young, even though I think Bryce's uh, rushing right now is minus one over the last so many games. Um, is fourth among FBS quarterbacks, 524 yards on the ground, good for 4.6 yards per catch and nine additional touchdowns, uh, and he got a good arm. Uh, the guy is uh, 70% as far as his passes, 12 touchdowns, just one interception. Talk about it as, a, as an outside linebacker, as a defense, how do you slow this guy down and and really going back to your days and even my days, this game was normally run with a team that could run the ball. Uh, and I think LSU's 4-0 this year with 200 yards or more in a game. But just your thoughts offensively, Jaden Daniels, and being able to stop that run game as well. Yeah, Jay, you know, he's a really good quarterback. Um, very solid, you know, him as well as the rest of the team. They've really assimilated the Brian Kelly system, you know, over the course of the year. And they just slowly just um, have become, you know, themselves and found their identity week after week. But, in terms of, of him, you know, uh, Jaden Daniels, a quarterback, you know, he's, he's really impressive. You know, he can make all the throws, but, you know, he's a very, uh, very active runner, a very slippery guy, hard to tackle. You know, he, he, he finds little holes and squeezes through them and, and, and cuts down the field. And, um, you know, I think he's rushed over like 600 yards and he's one of the top rushers. So it's going to be a, a tough challenge for that defense to go out there and stop him. But, you know, as an edge guy myself and, and playing on the, uh, the defensive side of the football, it's just important to affect those kind of guys and make sure that you make them one-dimensional. And uh, I know he can throw the ball well, but obviously he likes to run and he's very effective at it. So um, with guys like Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, and uh, other guys up front, DJ Dale and, and, and Byron Young, it's going to be important for those guys to, to, to stop his feet and, and make him one-dimensional and make him beat you with his arm because we, we've seen what this guy can do with his legs and it's going to be important to, to take that factor uh, out of the game plan. Christian Miller, our guest on the Jay Barker Radio Show and Network. Christian, uh, what does the emergence of Eli Ricks mean to this defense? And particularly, uh, go by position. 
what kind of confidence and, and what does that do for your game if you're the edge rusher? You know, it's huge, Matt. Um, you know, watching him against Mississippi State uh, a couple weeks ago when I was on the sidelines, you know, just seeing him, um, you know, he's just a tall, gifted athlete, you know, very solid player. But I think the biggest thing that he brought to that game was just that swagger and confidence, which is so key for the cornerback position. And it just looked like everybody from the, the DBs to the, the front seven, everybody was feeding off of his energy and they were excited to have him out there and making plays. So, you know, as an edge guy, it's, you know, you know rush and coverage works together. So when you have solid cover guys, that gives you that little bit extra time to get to the quarterback and vice versa. When, you know, the edge guys are getting good press on the quarterback, that forced him to get rid of the ball, make bad throws, and it gives those DBs a chance to, you know, get a pass deflection on interception. So I think it's a, a big part. Uh, to have him back, uh, have him in this lineup now. And, you know, I know he's going back to the place he played previously, but I think it's important that, you know, he just plays his, his, plays his game, doesn't try to do too much and stays focused. And, you know, as long as he, you know, does what he does, and that's what he did last week, uh, two weeks ago, excuse me, against Mississippi State, you know, I think he's going to keep contributing uh, to this defense and be a huge uh, part of the defense moving forward. He's the man, Christian Miller, right here from the Crimson Tide Sports Network getting ready for the big ball game against LSU Saturday night. It's going to be a monster. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, I was at that Mississippi State game. I thought for sure he'd have about 25 touches and would go for about 200 yards against that Mississippi State defense. They do uh, have the propensity to give up some big runs. But 20 touches, 24 touches, 29 touches against uh, Arkansas, a and Tennessee, respectively, and only 14 touches, 10 rushes for 37 yards, and only four passes thrown to him. Why wasn't Jameer Gibbs giving the ball more against Mississippi State? Does that tell us anything? They only had 29 total yards on the ground. You know, um, with anything, but, oh, Christian, you know, maybe. Yeah, there you go. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear yeah, you now. Go ahead, you now. Go ahead. Start off the top again, please. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I said maybe. Maybe it's something that they saw on the, on the game plan. Uh, maybe they just felt that they, they had other things that they felt would be more effective um, going into that week. Um, but, you know, as everybody sees, you know, anytime this guy touches the ball, he normally is, is likely to make a play. So I think the more touches he gets, the better. Um, I can't say why he had less. You know, sometimes it's just how the game plan is that week. But I think, you know, it'd be very, very critical to have him touching the ball this week because I feel that, you know, he, he makes big plays happen, and that's whether he's running the ball or catching it out of the backfield. So um, I, I would, you know, think they'd like to get him involved this week uh, for sure. Christian, always great stuff, my man. Thanks for being with us. And uh, what's your prediction on the game? Oh, man, I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, prediction, I, I think they're going to go down there, and I think they're going to respond well. I, I'd probably say maybe, you know, 34-20. You know, I could, I could see us winning by about two touchdowns. Uh, definitely going to be a tough one, but I think we'll pull out by about two scores by the end. Great stuff. Alabama fans would love that, no doubt about it. Christian, thank you, man. Thanks for your time. Yes, sir. No problem. Thank, thank you, man. Yes, sir. All right. No Christian Miller does a terrific job and, uh, man, been a great addition to our show throughout the year. And you can hear him again, uh, some on the Crimson Tide Network when it comes to the uh, sideline reporting. He's done a great job. But with Matt Coulter, Matt, tell everybody about your Tide tailgate show you have every Saturday with Christian Miller and also with D.C. We'll be airing this weekend five hours before kickoff. Help me with the math. I believe that means 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And we'll go on until 3. And then uh, we border up to the Crimson Tide Sports Network coverage and Christian, myself, and D.C. from the Bear over there in Tuscaloosa 
host the show, and all I got to say is it's pretty darn good. Yeah, the good thing is you get an extra hour of sleep then on Saturday night. You'll be working hard, and you get to fall back. You get an extra hour go. of sleep on Saturday you night. You know, and I, I knew it was this weekend, but I hadn't thought about that. Does yeah. that mean I can go a little deeper on Friday yeah, night? That, mean, that means when they <laughs> they do last call, you have an extra, extra hour. Just to that back means. it up. Well, <laughs> and bring out the cash register. Yeah. yeah. Right? I love it. Love it. All right. All right. Thanks to Christian Miller. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Wrap up hour number one coming up on the other side. we got Terry Henley. He's going to be joining us. Former Auburn running back. Always got great insight on the Auburn Tigers. We'll get his thoughts on the firing of Harson, the new Cohen as the AD. A lot has come out about him as well outside the peripheral of being an AD and uh, also who their next head coach may be. And at 1.30, Andrew Bone will talk about uh, Alabama's latest quarterback get, the number one player in California. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. To help veterans stay safe this severe weather season, the Tuscaloosa County EMA and Tuscaloosa VA Medical Center. Here with the low at 58. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 80. And for Saturday, cloudy with a good chance of showers during the day, the high 77. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 76 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Facts are some numbers for this game coming up against LSU Tigers this weekend. Alabama 13-5, and five, a 72% coming off of a bye week under Nick Saban. LSU has won 11 straight games when scoring 30-plus points. Alabama has held uh, 6 of 18 opponents to 10 or fewer points after a bye. And three of LSU's four wins have been comebacks from double-digit deficits, the most since 2007 national championship team for LSU. Bama's first-team offense has scored touchdowns on 33 drives, averaging two minutes and 11 seconds of game time and 5.7 plays per drive. LSU's won 10 straight games and rushing for 200-plus yards, 4-0 this season. We talked about earlier with Christian. Alabama allows a sack every 553 Pass attempts, not bad. LSU allowed uh, zero points in six of ten second-half quarters against SEC opposition. Bama has surrendered just seven sacks in eight games, .88 per game, so less than one per game. LSU is 114th nationally, averaging 3.25 sacks per game. Alabama tied for first nationally with 6.02 yards per rush, and both teams are heavily penalized. LSU 100th with 54 flags. Alabama 130th with 60 nine infractions tied have won 49 of his last 50 games and scoring a touchdown on the first drive of the game pretty unbelievable stat there alabama fifth nationally and third down defense 26.4 percent and alabama has scored 40 plus points in 45 of his last 64 games or 70.3 percent of the time and that is first nationally so uh so look at some of the numbers tony i know you love numbers i'll let you go from there you oh, may yeah. have some more of your own yeah yeah, I do. Uh, Alabama opened up as a 14-point favorite. They're now down to 12-and-a-half. LSU has not covered a home spread versus Alabama in 10 years. 2012 was the last time they were getting points at home, and they actually covered. But I will tell you something else, and I know a lot of friends that live in the Baton Rouge area and certainly down in New Orleans 
they love this first year. I mean, the, 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 you know, the, the missed kick against FSU obviously should have been a win. Tennessee's like, hey, listen, Tennessee's really good. They're number one right now. But they think that Brian Kelly is so farther ahead than he thought he'd be at this point in his tenure there at LSU in his first year. They love what he's doing down there, and they think they have a legitimate shot, and I think they do too. By the way, LSU, 28th right now in scoring. They're scoring 35 points a ball game. They're 30th in total defense overall, so they're stout on both sides of the ball. And, Jay, we, we all said this earlier, uh, Brian Kelly's never had a quarterback like Jaden Daniels. I mean, he, you look at all the quarterback he's had at, at Notre Dame where it's just like, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. They always resided on their defense to get them through. Those 20-16 to 16 games, those 16-7 to 7 games, those games are over. With a guy who is responsible for 21 touchdowns, nine on the, on the, on the ground and only one pick, he's protecting the football. I, I told Matt this yesterday. There will be a play in the game. We'll be third and 18. Coverage will break down. His first, second, third reads will be closed, and he'll make a run, and he'll get a huge third down conversion out of it. That's the kind of guy he is. That will happen at least once during this football game, and Alabama's just going to have to hold it close. But I really I, I, I want to see this Crimson Tide team. We, we keep waiting. And, and, and again, we've got, a, we got, a, we got a pretty good sample size now of football games this year. Okay, and You can pretty much say it's the truth now. I, you, know, you can't turn the light switch on. If everyone's waiting for Alabama to finally play their 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 full complement of everything they do well and success, and that is four penalties instead of fourteen, uh, zero turnovers instead of three, um, then then they could not pick a better weekend to get it done. Uh, I, I, I want to see it I, disciplinary. The fact that Nick Saban's team is in the bottom five in penalties is inexcusable and something I've never seen from any Nick Saban team. So something's going on there, and I realize they're used to practicing uh, in front of loudspeakers and on the road. And Alabama used to love to play on the road. You love to go in there and knock they off. They don't the have dog. that meanness me against the world, and uh, they need I, it this Saturday night. They're going to have to. And, and I, I really think that uh, with the off week, uh, with some of the things we saw in the Mississippi State game, that this is the weekend that Alabama steps up. On the other side, you yep. realize if LSU wins this game, they're in the driver's seat for the West. Yeah. Now, who would have thought that? Because they would have victories over Alabama and Ole Miss. Yeah. Uh, they'd be. They still have Arkansas left, and that they, you know that's the battle of the boot. That's a huge, huge game. But they're, I think, right now they're better than Arkansas. It hurts me to say that. Then they got UAB. Then they got Texas A and M. Who I think you can almost just write up and off. You'd like to think so. All great uh, points. All great points. All right, we'll continue as we wrap up hour number one. And uh, coming up again on the other side at 115, Terry Henley. We'll talk Auburn Tigers at 130. Andrew Bone will talk recruiting. And, uh, again, uh, the Saiyan kid uh, coming out of California, number one overall as far as recruit out of California. And uh, a really good one at quarterback position. We'll talk about that as well with Andrew coming up at 130. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. Audio Video Excellence continues. Hour number two coming up. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. 
New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner. You'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. 
Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tide. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two here on the Jay Barker Show live from AVX. Audio, video, excellence. Tony Curry, Radio Network in the house as well. We got Matt Coulter, Lars got the day off, and uh, praying for him. He's under the weather, so a lot going around, and uh, hopefully he's feeling better. I know Matt was under the weather for a day and uh, maybe a day and a half there, and uh, hopefully uh, feeling better as well. But uh, back with us in studio the last two days, so uh, stay healthy. And, uh, again, our thoughts are with Lars. Uh, as he is going through that. Uh, also, we got uh, big games, good matchups coming up this weekend, and uh, we'll dive into some of those around the SEC. Terry Henley joins us at 115. Andrew Bone, Bam Insider on three at 130. We'll talk about Alabama's big get at quarterback, the number one prospect in the state of California. You got Kentucky at Missouri at 11 a.m. start on SEC Network. Florida at Texas A&M at 11 as well at ESPN. Number one versus number three at Georgia. That's number one at number three, Georgia, 230 on CBS. And right now, that number one, number three, matchup according to front office sports is currently the most expensive regular season college football game 
on record. That's per tick pick. Uh, get in price six hundred twenty six dollars just to get in. Most expensive ticket five thousand two hundred thirty three dollars is the uh, most expensive ticket mm. right now for that matchup. Liberty at Arkansas three o'clock on SEC Network. Then you've got Alabama number six versus number ten LSU at six p.m. on ESPN. Another great matchup. And again, where LSU is now after their loss to Florida State, and then they got killed what forty two forty three to ten I think it was against Tennessee. So uh, they had some uh, a lot of growing up to do. Uh, a great job by Brian Kelly, but a great matchup in Baton Rouge this weekend. Six p.m. kickoff. Auburn at Mississippi State six thirty on ESPN two, and South Carolina at Vanderbilt six thirty on the SEC Network. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out today. You'll love it with family and fa- friends, coworkers. Great place to go have a great time. Top Golf for Birmingham and driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there. Oxford Aniston, that's Sunny King Ford. All right, guys, uh, any of those other matchups intrigue you this weekend? Matt, start with you. Uh, I, I think the whole world uh, is intrigued with Tennessee and Georgia. Um, I just think somehow, some way, uh, it being in Athens, and I know, you know, Sanford Stadium is not known for being the most intimidated site mm-hmm. in all the Southeastern Conference, but I got a feeling they're going to be pretty jacked up. And I also have a feeling with Georgia, Georgia's defense, and, and some of the things I saw and the way they bounced back against Florida um, after Florida made that run in the third quarter, I, I think Georgia defensively is going to find a way because you're, what is the old saying? You can only hope to contain him or whatever it is. You're just going to try and contain Hooker. He's going to get his yardage. But I don't know if you keep him in the pocket. Jay, let me throw this back to you. Do you keep that guy, try and keep that guy in the pocket? uh, Or do you force him to run? Um, What would be your defensive plan for if you were Georgia? And let me tell you, they lost six players on that side of the football. They're still pretty good. Jay, how do you defend that guy? Yeah, I think you keep him in the pocket and, uh, first of all, uh, try to do as much you can to keep that offense off the field with your offense if you can. The problem is you can't play too much slowdown. you got to score points, so you got to keep it and then try to get explosive plays down the field. But against uh, Hooker Hendon, I, I think the biggest thing for him, or Hendon Hooker, excuse me, is that he needs, uh, with him, and stay in the pocket, stop the run, make him somewhat one-dimensional, make him beat you throwing the football, even as good as they've looked. Try to get them to beat you throwing it on, on, and make them kind of one-dimensional, uh, but keep them in the pocket. Uh, you know, Maybe there's a release point or something that defensive coaches have seen, a tendency for him that maybe he doesn't throw as well, moving to his right or to his left. Uh, then you look at that and say, okay, which way do we want to push him if we push him and then get him outside the pocket? The problem is he's such a great runner and a great athlete, and he throws so well on the run, and it just puts so much pressure in your defense when the quarterback can do those things. We got that with Bryce Young. You got it with other quarterbacks. They're going against one this weekend at LSU. But I would say keep him in the pocket, try to apply as much pressure as possible. The biggest thing against Tennessee, I think, is just eliminating explosive plays, Tony. I think you've got to keep guys' depth uh, at, at the right spot in order for guys like Hyatt not to get past you. I mean, that guy's just been – I mean, they pretty much have run the same plays all year long, and defenses have not come up with an answer. And the biggest answer is just stay deep, stay behind the the the, the, uh, the deepest guy on offense. No, there's there's no doubt, Jay. And, you know, you talk about uh, trying to play keep away a little bit in some time possession. Alabama had a 37-minute to 23-minute time possession advantage in that Tennessee game. And if I had looked at that not knowing the score, I would have thought Alabama, and they put up 42 – uh, 49, yeah. uh, after they were up 49, 42, I would have thought in a million years Bamba would have blown them out. Um, yeah, they had seven drives uh, in their last drive, which was their most important drive. And we talked about this yesterday, Matt. 
The fact that Tennessee had six drives, uh, five of those drives under two minutes, two of those under a minute, uh, and those were 72 and 59 yards respectively, you're talking about the most important drive was the one where they spent four minutes and 38 seconds, which is probably an eternity for the Tennessee Volunteers. But it that was, was that the night. that was the one that t- they showed a lot of moxie to be up 18, to give up the lead and be down six minutes left in the ball game by seven, and spend four minutes and 38 seconds uh, on offense to tie the game up and eventually win 52-49 was just absolutely amazing. Uh, and I, you know, listen, um, I, I'm. I'm, I'm I'm not going to mince words here. Georgia's defense is a hell of a lot better than Alabama's defense is right now. Um, right and, now. And, yeah, right yeah. now. And and the reason they're favored by eight and a half is a lot of people think that, that defense wins championships and they're going to shut Tennessee down. If Tennessee comes out rocking and they're getting some long pass plays, look out. Look out. You don't think they're going to run them out of their own stadium? All right, here's another factor. It ain't going to be no 49. It ain't going to be no 52-49 this weekend. I'll uh, tell you that much. I don't think so either. No. But, uh, you know, What's waiting in the weeds, and, and we continue to say this for the last three years, mm-hmm. there's the old Stetson Bennett factor here. Yeah. And this is a perfect game for him. Nobody's talking about him again. He's had, I won't say off, but he's had, I guess, more average games the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I think he is absolutely going to light him up. Tennessee's defense is not that good, although they showed a pretty good one last week. Uh, Jay, Stetson Bennett, big-time factor in this game for a Georgia victory, I would think 100%. Yeah, no doubt about it. You look back at the Oregon game, 49-3, at an outstanding uh, outcome there, but also uh, how he produced on that offensive side of the ball as a quarterback. Sanford, 33-0, uh, South Carolina, 48-7, Kent State, 39-22, uh, Missouri, they barely got past Missouri, 26-22, uh, but they got the win, and, and, and again, that was at Missouri. Uh, Auburn, 42-10, Vanderbilt, 55 to nothing. And Florida forty-two to twenty, which people thought Florida would give them a better game than that. But um, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a great matchup, and I think Stetson Bennett has got to come through. And you know, the biggest thing is is playing clean football. I mean, Alabama had so many penalties in that Tennessee game. Georgia can't do that. They're at home, so a lot different scenario for them. That'll be able to to be able to be effective on offense, not have the crowd noise. I think Tennessee fans though are going to try to fill that place up as much as they possibly can. That's why the ticket prices are so high. They're trying to steal them up. And I, you know, I started thinking back. Um, you know, 15 years of being beat by Alabama, just the down years that they've had. We said it'd be so good for the SEC and college football as a whole if Tennessee was able to get back at, at the powerhouse or, or at least back to the national standing where they were for so many years. And just seeing the ticket prices, seeing the excitement in, in Nayland Stadium, I mean, this is what we saw in uh, 2006 uh, spring game or 2007 spring game with Coach Saban with 92,000 people filled up the stadium and the excitement level and what we've seen since that is being a, a lot better atmosphere even than it was when I played at Alabama there in Bryant-Denny Stadium. So a lot at stake for this this uh, Georgia team wanting to repeat as national champions, be back in it, and uh, a lot riding up. We haven't had this kind of East uh, Division uh, type of game like this. It used to be Florida-Tennessee. Mm. Now Georgia-Tennessee kind of having this matchup one versus three to decide who ends up in the SEC title game. Jaybird, I want to give you a little homework because we got Terry Henley coming up, and when Terry comes in, it's like having me in the studio. You're not going to get a word of edgewise. Thank goodness he's not coming in the studio. He's on the phone. We can shut him down. It'd be a fight. His mouth moves like a duck's ass. I mean, he will just go for 15 straight minutes. But I want to give you a little homework. Okay, so the the, the college football playoff uh, scenario: Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson were your top four. Then Michigan was fifth. Alabama was sixth. TC was seventh. I want you to tell me what it's going to look like next Tuesday night. 
I'm going to give you Michigan and Ohio State. They're going to be in the top four because Michigan's got Rutgers and Ohio State's got Northwestern. Uh, based on what you think is going to happen between Georgia and Tennessee, uh, who will be your number one team? Uh, if Tennessee would lose, would they fall outside the top four? And then Alabama knocking off an LSU, assuming that happens, a top ten team. Where would that catapult Alabama into the mix? And Clemson, uh, depending on whether you think they're going to beat Notre Dame or not, they're only a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Where do you think they're fall? So give me your top six uh, at 145 after we have Terry Henley, and I'm really interested to see. Matt's got Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, and Michigan, Tennessee, Alabama, and TCU as his top seven. I've got Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Tennessee. I think they'll still stay number four despite they lose Alabama fifth and TCU number six. But I'd love to hear your top six or seven uh, at 145 today. All right, we'll do it. Terry Henley coming up next. We'll talk Auburn Tigers, kind of what he's, his thoughts on all this happening down on the plane. Stay with us. We'll be back live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Are you suffering from chronic joint pain like Heather? I have terrible arthritis and have had it for quite a while. And I've gone to all kinds of doctors trying to figure out what to do. And With the low at 58. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 80. And for Saturday, cloudy with a good chance of showers during the day, the high 77. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Let's go right to him and a former running back for the Auburn Tigers. Always great to have him on. And uh, Terry Henley joining us via phone. And uh, Terry, first of all, great to uh, have you on. Great to hear from you. Hope you're doing well. And uh, we got you on to explain to us all this happening with the Auburn Tigers. And there is a lot happening. But hope you're doing well, my man. Well, I'm doing I'm doing well, but I might as well be a witch doctor, you know, waving a wand over a ball or something, you know, right now if you want me to figure this thing out. <laughs> well, I guess first, just your reaction to uh, Harson being uh, let go. I don't think anybody was surprised by that. Uh, Cadillac Williams now is the, the head coach, and I, I've seen a lot come out from Auburn talking about their first black uh, head coach. And, um, you know, I guess first of all, is there any pressure there? to keep him uh, because of, you know, making a big deal about that, and he deserves it. I mean, what a great player. What a great uh, career he had at Auburn and now been a coach there. Um, and, you know, and, and do, you, I mean, do you think he's got a shot at staying the head coach, or do you think they're going to go out and find somebody that can come in and, and really turn this thing around? No, they're, they're, you know, Auburn's going to go after a big-name coach at this time. They, they are – they are fi- fixing to pay for their sins, and now to say their sins, I mean, uh, extending Gus's contract and and not putting a clause in there that you know, the next school he goes to has got to pay us back for uh, the buyout type situation. Not putting that in there. That thanks to Dr. Lee and thanks uh, for the people that uh, hired Dr. Lee that didn't do their betting job either. And uh, um, you know, so then you bring Harsons in and. Uh, you get Green to um, uh, recommend him. The only coach Green had ever hi- hired at Buffalo was uh, 
a badminton uh, head coach. So, you know, <laughs> no experience, not even vetting uh, proper or anything, and put us in this thing, in this situation. So, um, they're, they're, this president is doing an outstanding job. He's a no nonsense guy, horse cart right type of guy, and he's going to do it his way. You notice there hadn't been any rumors or anything coming out, any leaks or anything coming out of his office because he's keeping it to him and he's going to do it his way. And, um, and I'm sure he's going to get, uh, Auburn a great coach. Terry, are the people that are normally around that kind of influence this going to stay away from Dr. Roberts? Uh, I, th- I think that was pretty evident with the hiring of the AD that we hired and the fact of giving him complete control of the athletic department. Uh, I think that sent a, a message to a few people that we all know by name, uh, sent, a, sent a message to them to take a ticket and take a seat. Terry, it's Tony Curry. How you doing, brother? Tony, how you doing, baby? I'm doing hey, fantastic, brother. It's great to have you on. I, yeah, last time I saw you was at a bar, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or a golf course. It was one of the two. Yeah, it's neither the only one two, of you were drinking, which is amazing. It's the only two places yeah. we see each other. Um, so, so let's just get this out of the way. The 800-pound gorilla. Is Hugh Freeze your next head coach? Oh, Lord, no. Lord, no. Hugh Freeze is 2.0 Gus, okay? I mean, come on, right, guys. Let's oh. think about it. I mean, how many – You, if you think this smoke and mirror offense and type thing he does, let's see, you know, why don't you tell me his rushing attack, you know, the whole time he was at Ole Miss or, or at Liberty or wherever. And, and the, him playing at Liberty, it might as well be me coaching at the Cabo Heights Black Knights, okay? <laughs> I mean, not, it's, 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 give me a, give me a play. John Ed's team. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's not going to be Lane it. Kiffin. So, who do you think? Who do you think it's going to be? It's going to be Lane. It's going to be Lane Kiffin. It's going to be Lane Kiffin. It is going to be Lane Kiffin. Okay. It's going to be Lane. That's my. That's well, the guy. Listen, here. let me, Tony. Let me tell you. If you look at this thing, if you look at this. You know what I mean. You, you. This is the guy that can make a splash. Auburn is a bigger footprint than Ole Miss. Auburn has got one of the greatest facilities that will be built and finished here in the next few weeks. Uh, you know, the the money that's behind Auburn, and they go over there and they hire this guy. This guy is going to bring you a football team. First of all, I bet you when Auburn signs him within seven days, he will have you a top-name quarterback at Auburn. Okay. He will have you one, okay? This guy went to the portal and got, what, 24 players for Ole Miss this year? And he's got a 7-1 football team? Come on. We went to the portal and got three quarterbacks and got nothing. You know? Come on. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. I can't I can't disagree with you. And I, I know there's a tie there with Hugh Freeze because his daughter went to Auburn. I know a lot of people think that, uh, you know, they, they gave Bruce Pearl uh, the opportunity to, to save his career after being a show-cause coach. And a lot of people think they'll perhaps – give uh, Hugh Freeze the same opportunity. But you're not saying it has anything to do with the Laramie Tunsil or Houston Nutter escort thing. He's just not the right guy for the job. He's not good enough. He, he's not. Well, at least name me one of, name me one of his, his defensive coordinators that have been a top-notch defense coordinator. You can't name me one. You can't name me one. Yeah. And that's, 
And, and I'm going to tell you why, because defense coordinators don't want to play under him. They don't want to play under him. They don't want to coach under him. You know, now you go, you take Lane Kiffin. Coaches are lined up to coach under this guy. You know, I mean, they want to learn from this guy. This guy's got a, a Steve Spurrier a kind of swagger. Uh, you can't tell me he can't recruit. I mean, that'd be just joshing if that's not true. And, he, and you can't tell me he can't coach. He can do all of those things. He's 44 years old. He's a perfect age. And, and you'd, sell, you'd sell more lane-trained T-shirts than, <laughs> than his salary uh, brings in. Okay. Does it does it bother does it bother you real quick to, to, to follow? Does it bother you though that the fact that he has never coached anywhere longer than four years though? I mean, he he, he wears out pretty fast. And, and, and listen, I mean, I, I realize the resources at Auburn blow Ole Miss away. Uh, if there was a grove at Auburn, it would have the, it would have be the total picture, right? Um, but I mean, the fact that he doesn't seem like he stays anywhere very long does that bother you at all or no? Well, let me ha- let me help you with that, Tony. I'm going to help you with that. Ever coaches, just about ever coaches coached at Auburn. When they finish coaching over, where do they stay? They stay in Auburn. They love it. They love it. You know, let's take Coach Durden. Let's take Chisholm. Let's take Tuberville. Let's let's, let's take Gus still had his house. You know, let's take Terry Bowden has kept his house forever there. Barfield, same way. I mean, we can go on and on. I mean, it's a state. Or it's, there. Or it's cheap real you know? estate. One of the two. Yeah, the hard well, to sell. Yeah, I bet it is. I bet it is. Okay. <laughs> I bet so, it is. Will he, will, will he be Joey Freshwater or Lane Train? My, my understanding, and I agree with you, I've heard a lot about Lane Kiffin uh, to Auburn from a number of people, not close to Auburn, but close to him. I, and I'll tell you this, um, I mean, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if he took the job at all. I, I know that he he was kind of waiting, wanting to get back to Alabama. He thought maybe Coach Saban – might uh, hang it up, and uh, that was kind of the place that he has, you know, dreamed about going back to and coaching. The Alabama fans loved him, um, but I, I guess if he wants to take the second best school in the state, I guess that's where he wants to go. Well, I'm Jay, let's, I'm let's put it this way: if we if, no, listen, I know what you're saying. Listen, I got it. And, but let me tell you: if, if Ray Perkins was still here today, do you think Ray Perkins would have taken the job after Bear Bryant? No. That's exactly right, and yeah. neither and, and 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 that's the same thing that's going to happen to the next guy after saving. They, you know what I mean? They're going to stay a year or two and be gone because you're you're going to compare them to it the whole time, mm-hmm. okay? And it's going to be a struggle, right. just like it was when you ran through the three mics and things like that. It, it, it <laughs> right. is when you when yeah, it certainly is when you when you when you All put right, that Gary. out. Okay, here's the question though. Uh, okay. You're convinced about Lane. I'm okay with that. But why, if you're Lane Kiffin, you have built a, an Ole Miss. You've built a, yourself a legend. Ole Miss doesn't want you to go. He's getting $7.2 million a year. Why would you leave a very comfortable situation that you have built, you've got your thumbprint on, to a situation that has been known to be a train wreck? M-O-N-E-Y. <laughs> Eleven million. It's going to have to be twelve. Twelve. Okay. You, you go listen. Okay. You go since, 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 we're, yeah. since, go since we're writing up the contract, how many years? Twelve million dollars a year Ten. for how long? Ten. Ten. Ten years. Twelve million dollars. Okay. And then and then and listen, then so they're hey, already paying out. Hey, yeah. 
Tony, let me let me ask you something. You know how much each school gets right now from the TV contract each SEC school, don't you? Fifty-four, fifty-four, fifty-three million each one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, how much next year additional added on that do they get? Do you know? I do not. I, know it's quite a I think it's right around the amount it'll take to pay off the past coaches. Yeah. You know, it's $67 million. Hmm. I, I believe it's $67 million. $65, million, $67 million. Additional added to the 54. You're talking $120 million that each FCC school is going to get. You don't think I'm not going to pay this guy 10%? Give me a break. I mean, savings <laughs> underpaid if you look at it that way. Well, and his his contract will go up. I mean, based on his contract, I think he has to be a dollar more than any other SEC or maybe even national coach. So uh, I'm sure he's saying, "Bring on Lane, get that twelve million. I'll be twelve, yeah. twelve up, twelve million hey, and one dollars." You, you, you let listen. We've already made these mistakes, guys. Auburn's already made these mistakes. It's time to clean the slate and get you a full blown coach. Now, listen. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go? And this, please, I don't want anybody to think I'm knocking Arkansas or anything or knocking really any school, but I'm going to throw something at you. You go out here and you you sign you a a blue-collar coach. You know what I mean? You find you a blue-collar coach and you, you say, okay, this is our guy. And he's an offensive line coach. We're going to put him in here. In this new era of football, okay, and he's a good guy. You'll become an Arkansas. You'll become a seven five, eight and four, six and six football team. If you don't believe me, just watch Arkansas, okay? Mm-hmm. Just watch. Them. I mean, that's what they are. They their their head coach is not brought any dynamic offense. Mm-hmm. He's not a, a quarterback whisper. He hasn't brought a mauling defense. You know what I mean? He hasn't done any of that. He, he, you know, he's just a good blue-collar football team coach, period. I mean, he's I, I, a great I, I, guy. You know, you're right. I mean, and, and that's a guy that we had mentioned that might be that, uh, that you know somebody that, that they might look at, but I think he's perfect where he is at Arkansas. I think he loves it there. You're talking about Sam Pittman. Um, i, I got to get you, all your guys' thoughts on this real quick. Um, since 2004, I saw the stats – over $1 billion have been paid in buyouts for coaches leaving uh, or being fired uh, from their jobs since 2004, over a billion dollars. And a, a lot of the conversation, um, one was from a professor uh, who said, you know, it's just not fair. The Harson's getting paid. It wasn't even um, an Auburn guy. It was another professor that talking about his school as well, um, that they should get paid this amount of money, whatever else, because professors and other people in universities don't make money. We all have arguments for that or against that. But Terry, my understanding, most of these buyouts of the $1 billion have been paid by boosters, not so much really coming out of university money. W- was that the case with Auburn, with, with Harson and with Malzahn? Uh, I'm not going to comment on that because I don't okay. – I mean, do I know – If they, if they want to see him gone, that's probably where the money's coming from, yeah. Well, I, I mean, listen, it, 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 you know, Auburn's got money. I mean, they got, they got money. They're, I assure you they're not broke by any means. Jay, Jay, you mentioned one billion dollars only. Yeah, you mentioned a billion dollars only half of that's from Auburn. Yeah, it's a big brand. It's a big brand. Auburn is a big brand. 
and I'm much bigger than I'm not knocking old Miss. I, I mean, I got no, it's, great it's a lot friends, bigger Archie too. and all. Yeah, not at all. Old Miss is a wonderful school, you know, and he's done a wonderful job over there. But he can at Auburn, he can win a championship. I, I always. Do you really yeah. believe that at Old Miss he can tell it like it is, Terry Henley? Do you think he's got the recruiting prowess at Old Miss that he would have at Auburn? No. Yeah. Thank you for answering. No, but I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, listen, I, it's not, I'm, not, I'm not knocking any school. I'm just laying something, the facts of this thing out there. You know, you've got to take a long, hard, hard look at this guy and, and, and do and, and put forth your best foot to try to land this guy. That's my opinion. I've never hired a football coach in my life. No, that's great. And I've never fired one. But I could have I could have certainly not hired Brian Horst. I could have certainly done that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, uh, Terry, great, you know, great stuff. Terry, thanks for thanks for Go being ahead. with us. Great stuff as always. Thank you for uh, joining us All right, today. Guys. All right. I hope they don't burn your station down there. All right. There you go. Straight straight from uh, Terry Henley, Lane Kiffin, uh, looking to be the next head coach at the uh, Auburn Tigers that he thinks may be. Nothing's been announced formally. We're going to continue this conversation on the other side. Yeah, we will. We also got Andrew Bone coming up next. Bam Insider on 3 Media. We'll talk about Alabama's latest recruit commitment, 2024 class quarterback out of California, number one player in California as well. Andrew Bone coming up next. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Well, let's get right to him. Andrew Bone. I know Tony Curry uh, really jealous about that song. It used to be his song, Tone the Bone. Andrew Bone now joining, joining us at Andrew, the letter J. Bone is his Twitter handle, at Andrew, letter J, then Bone. BamInsider.com on three sports as well. Has covered album recruiting for 19 years, and uh, also the book "The Road to Bama." You got to get it; you'll love it. Some of the great stories of the recruits and guys ended up at uh, with the Crimson Tide. Andrew, welcome in, and some big news to talk about today. I hope you're doing well. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was a uh, you know pretty big Wednesday with Alabama getting a uh, quarterback commitment in the 2024 recruiting class. Julian saying the. Uh, and number two rated quarterback, according to the on three consensus uh, in the country. So glad we were able to get that quarterback out of the way. So uh, Lars isn't going to be asking me, um, you know, for the next six months, who's going to be the quarterback in, in this 2024 class. So uh, glad to get that one, uh, you know, out of the way. So uh, huge pickup there for Todd. Already got his T-shirt ready. Just saying. Is what it'll say on the front. Just saying. Just saying. That's it with Julian saying the uh, four-star quarterback. He, he's number one in California. Uh, talk about his number two ranking by on three consensus of the top 10 2024 quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, this is certainly one of the um, you know, premier quarterback prospects in the country uh, out of California. Uh, you know, we've seen Alabama has success going into that state and, uh, and obviously recruiting really well, especially um, you know, Heisman Trophy winner and Bryce Young. And I think that you know, with Julian, you know, he was always interested in playing in the SEC. He had taken several SEC visits, his final three 
where SEC schools, Alabama, LSU, and Georgia, um, visited all three of those places uh, this fall. It really came down to Alabama and LSU. He had a really good relationship with the uh, LSU coaches, Brian Kelly, uh, and his staff had done a really good job recruiting him. Uh, LSU also went out to see him uh, last week, shortly before he uh, he announced the decision. But I think with Alabama, I mean, you know, the proof is in the pudding. You see the, um, you know, the success that they've had there uh, at the quarterback position the last several years. And, you know, it's not just one offensive coordinator who's turning these guys into, you know, elite players. It's, you know, the uh, the overall system and, you know, playing for Coach Saban and playing at Alabama. And I think that's what, you know, what he really liked a lot. You know, he sees – uh, the success that they've had, and uh, I think when he came back to Tuscaloosa a few weeks ago for that Mississippi State game, you know he had a chance to spend Saturday on campus, you know, spend some time with Coach Davis, spend some time with Coach O'Brien, but then his parents flew in on Sunday. His parents were at his brother's, uh, his older brother is the quarterback for uh, Penn, and they went to his brother's game on Saturday. Then they flew into uh, Birmingham. On Sunday, drove down to Tuscaloosa Sunday uh, morning, and you know really had a chance to spend Sunday you know, visiting with the staff, uh, you know, seeing the campus, learn a little bit more about uh, the program, you know, things that they you know may not have known uh, before the weekend. So you know, I think they felt really comfortable. You know, they kind of understand. Um, you know, as far as Bill O'Brien, you know, there's a chance that he might not be there um, by the time Julian gets there, and they said, you know, that's not really something that. Uh, you know, really mattered that much. Yes, he has a great relationship with him. Yes, he would love to play for him. But at the end of the day, he chose Alabama because of Alabama and because of Nick Saban and, and uh, you know, the development and, uh, you know, the recent history there at the quarterback position. So I think he want, he was ready to go ahead and get that decision over with, uh, start focusing on, on, you know, next, you know, he's going to finish out his junior season, but also, you know, working towards, uh, graduating early, uh, being becoming a leader of this 2024 recruiting class because you know, we're only a few weeks away. Well, I'd say a few weeks away, about six weeks away from the early signing period um, for 2023. Most of these 2023 guys are going to go ahead and sign. You know, we're probably not going to see many guys wait until February. Uh, so once we kind of get through this early signing period next month. It's really full steam ahead on this 2024 recruiting class. And Alabama now has four commitments. I think they only had three commitments uh, in the previous two classes when we got into uh, the spring. But uh, but now they're they've got four already. Um, in my opinion, they're probably going to have five by the end of the weekend. Kavion uh, Henderson, defensive lineman, more of a uh, DN edge type rusher. As Leeds High School is going to be making his decision on Sunday, um, I've predicted him to Alabama. That would give Alabama five uh, 2024 commitments uh, already. So, uh, you know, it would be a really good start to that uh, 2024 class. But I know they're really excited about having Julian on board. And, you know, just from speaking to his quarterback trainer, who also trained Bryce Young uh, growing up, a lot of similarities so that they're very comparable uh, to each other. Uh, Julian's a little bit taller. Um, Bryce has a little bit more escape ability uh, in the pocket, but, uh, but both do an excellent job of uh, throwing the football on the run. Um, you know, they both have uh, you know, really good accuracy. I think he's completing over 
uh, of his passes this season, 25 touchdowns, only three interceptions. So, uh, you know, definitely, uh, definitely having a strong junior season and, you know, going to continue to build. And as coach told me, he said, you know, what we're going to work on over the course of the next, um, a uh, few months leading up until his arrival in Tuscaloosa is just gaining some more weight. He's six one, about 185 pounds right now, so they want to get him up a little bit, uh, maybe about 15 pounds, 200, and then um, you know work on his speed a little bit so that he can uh, you know make some big plays with his legs. He he can run, but they want him to run just a little bit better. So big pickup there for Alabama in this 2024 class with Julian Saint. Quick question for you, Tom. Uh, for, nah, I got my bones mixed up. Oops, that's a bad statement. Uh, hey, Andrew, uh, uh, why California? I would admit, uh, you know, why are all these quarterbacks coming out of California? Initially, you'd say weather, but you know, Florida's got pretty good weather a- a- as well. There's just, uh, I don't know, are they are they develop them developing better and faster? I think there, you know, there's certainly, um, you know, you see the success in the SEC, and uh, you know. You know they have more draft picks, you know, every single year out of the SEC than than any any other conference in the country. And you know the SEC recruits, uh, you know, the West Coast really well. You know, I think there was a time where the SEC may have been scared to to go out there and try to you know spend a lot of time because you know you spend a lot of time recruiting and they're just going to end up staying in state or they may go to Oregon or they may you know go to Arizona State or somewhere like that. But you know we've seen the success that. You know, a lot of guys from California and the West Coast have had in the SEC. And you know, from talking to, uh, you know, some coaches out on the West Coast, there's a pretty significant difference when you go to a high, uh, excuse me, a college football game, uh, you know, whether that's at UCLA or USC. Um, you know, I think Oregon, they have, yeah, they usually have a pretty good crowd, but there's a lot of Pac-12 schools that you're just not going to see what you see in the SEC when you go to Tuscaloosa for a game for an SEC game or, you know, Baton Rouge or, you know, Athens, you know, wherever it may be, you know, the fans are crazy. The atmosphere is insane. And, you know, that's something a lot of these recruits don't necessarily, you know, in California, they don't necessarily see that, uh, you know, out on the West Coast. So, you know, there's definitely a big difference and they, you know, they see the development and the success that people have uh, in the SEC, I mean, you've seen the Heisman Trophy winners, the guys, uh, you know, that are you know currently starring in the NFL. Um, you know, whether it's you know Tua or Joe Burrow, you know Mac Jones. I mean, there's just a lot of top uh, end guys uh, at the quarterback position that have had a ton of success in the SEC, and uh, I think that's you know certainly a reason why we see a lot of these West Coast kids want to come to uh, you know all the way across the country to uh, you know to develop and and have success. Andrew, always great to have you on, my man. And uh, it is a big get for the Crimson Tide. They continue to build on their recruiting class, and only for 2023, which you said six weeks away from early signing period. Most of those guys will sign, but uh, already working on a good get for 2024 and a guy that can lead that uh, that class as well as far as bringing other guys in. Thank you, Andrew. We appreciate your time, my man. Thank you, guys. Have a good Thanks, one. Andrew. All right, you too. Thanks, Andrew Bone, Bama Insider on 3 Media, joining us uh, as he does each and every week, giving us an update on recruiting. Matt? Man, a bookmaker has made a huge miscalculation, and it could fall in the favor of one huge Philadelphia Phillies fan. I can't believe they did this, and he he's going to benefit one way or the other. I'll explain in a minute.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Anticipation is building. The holidays are just around the corner, and at the Home Depot, we can't wait. With Black Friday savings all through November, you can hear with the low at 58. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 80. And for Saturday, cloudy with a good chance of showers during the day, the high 77. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Today and uh, from all of our guests who uh, had a chance to join us, Christian Miller with us, also Terry Henley. We had an interview, Mike Leach from uh, Tony last night, had a chance to sit down with him at 6 o'clock, and then just now Andrew Bone giving us the latest on all recruiting for the Crimson Tide. Also, uh, reports coming out from our producer, Josh Smith, uh, Dion. Uh, uh, Dion Sanders had a flight to Atlanta this morning, so uh, could he be in talks with Georgia Tech uh, over in Atlanta? So uh, some news coming out there, breaking there, but uh, we'll see uh, whether or not uh, uh, the, uh, the some some talking about maybe an interview with Auburn, but it uh, could be with Georgia Tech, which a lot of people think that'd be a great fit for Deion Sanders. But Matt, you had a tease coming out going, or going into the break. Uh, what you got? All right. One week into the Major League Baseball season on April 13th, a futures better in Colorado bet $50 with MGM that Houston would beat Philadelphia in the World Series. You know what the odds were? What's that? 2,500 to 1. Yeah, because you have to they, pick both sides. You have to pick both sides. Mm-hmm. The bet being not on Houston to win it, but their opponent, Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, guess what? It's all happening. They made a mistake. It was supposed to be 250 to 1. Oh, wow. And the odds maker said, yep, we did it. There were five other people that took the futures bet, but far less than $50. He stands to make. $125,000 if Houston wins the World Series. So mm. what do you, you're, you're a betting guy. What do you think he did? Uh, he hedged the bet. He hedged the bet with Philadelphia. Yeah. So he's going to win no matter what. He's going to win. You know, he can bet half of it on Philadelphia just to make sure he's got both sides. But, you know, Philadelphia wasn't that bad going into the season. So they no. did make a huge numerical error here. No, and, I, and listen, I'm a, I'm a purist. And by the way, I'll, I'll take you both to Perry's. There you go. Thank you. I'm a purist. I hate no-hitters when there's more than one pitcher. I mean, I know it's a no-hitter. Oh, I get it. I'm but when it's you. four guys, I mean, I know it's a no-hitter because they didn't get a hit. I, but I, <laughs> I hate four guy. Four guys in a no-hitter. Sounds like a restaurant. I have a hard time with four guys getting a no-no, man. If you're six innings in and you're, 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 you're perfect, man, let them finish the game. But, I, again, I understand it's the World Series. It's it two, takes two, all the luster of about one guy no-hitting a team for nine innings. Hey, Jaber, we only got a couple minutes here. I wanted to see if uh, you can tell me real quick uh, what your CFP is going to look like next Tuesday night. Right now it's Tennessee, Ohio. State, Georgia, Clemson, our top four, Michigan, Alabama, bringing up the rear at number five and number six. I'm going to give you Michigan and Ohio State because they're both going to win this weekend. But who's your other two teams based on what happens between Tennessee and Georgia and, of course, Alabama and LSU? Yeah, I had it pulled up, and uh, I, I don't have it pulled up with me right now. But if, if that happens, I mean, you got Ohio State, Michigan still staying in, as you said. Um, Tennessee, if they lose to Georgia by, like, say the same way, 52-49 or very close game. I'm not so sure if Tennessee quite yet moves out of the top four. 
Uh, the, so you may still have Georgia uh, sitting. Uh, Georgia would then probably move back to the top. Uh, then you'd have Ohio State. You'd have Michigan. And then you would have Tennessee. I think outside of that, I think Alabama, if they beat LSU, would be number five. I think they'd still be on the outside looking in because Tennessee beat them head-to-head. Uh, after them, Clemson and then TCU. That would be my top seven teams okay. uh, as of uh, the, uh, next Tuesday. There you go. Well, we'll find out next Tuesday night because I think the first one is kind of like whatever. I think Clemson was a surprise for a lot of people, obviously, at number four because uh, a lot of people didn't think they even deserved to have the five. I, I would put Michigan there. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But uh, the tectonic plates of college football will be a shaken coming up this weekend. It's going to be huge. And in Alabama, obviously, a huge win if they can knock off a top-10 team and LSU on the road. That would bode well for them down the road. But, uh, again, I think that game's going to decide the West. We'll see what happens uh, in Baton Rouge coming up on Saturday night. Get Tony, tell everybody how they can find you. <laughs> yeah, go to Tony Curry Radio Podcast. I'm going to start pushing that thing out. TKR, obviously, our app uh, where you get a classic rock station, but our Tony Curry Radio Podcast. Uh, we're on every major industry out there. We have the Mike Leach uh, interview up. I just had an interview with uh, Mark Ingram, of course, the athletic director for UAB, who gave me a little nugget this morning. He said they will have a hire by December 1st for their head coach. So UAB will have their head coach in time for recruiting time. But I appreciate all the time. And as always, a joy to be on the Jay Barker Radio Network. Most definitely. Y'all have a, a great evening. You too, Terry Henley gave us a great yeah. nugget. He says Lane Kiffin, next head coach, $12 million a year, 10-year contract uh, is uh, what he's hearing. So uh, some good things coming out from Terry today as well. From Matt Coulter, Jay Barker, and uh, also Lars Anderson back with us tomorrow. Out today, sick. Tony Curry, Josh Smith, our producer, and also Joe and all the guys there at Ty 100.9 FM. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Be with us tomorrow for the Friday edition. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance.